and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hello, I'm Pat Malone, and I'd like to welcome you to The Church in the Home, where we share the light of God's Word from our home to you. I know the truth of God's Word, and I believe what I heard, yeah, yeah. I believe what I heard. I believe what I heard, so I'm standing on the Word of God. So I wanted to share with you all um, a little bit about myself when I was a little girl. (laughs) And when I was a little girl, I was a really sensitive kid. And I would feel everything that I felt really, really deeply. And I can so clearly remember that when I got disciplined, even if it was so, so gently, I would be so sad. I would feel so awful um, if I felt like something wasn't fair, which I was famous for thinking things weren't fair being the middle child. I would get so upset. And if I got embarrassed, I would get really mad. I did not like that. And I just really like had a lot of emotion. If I felt like I had hurt someone in any way, I just carried that with me. I could still probably tell you today all of the times that I felt like I really hurt somebody because I just, I have just a lot of deep emotion and sensitivity in me. But my parents, they saw that and they recognized that what I just needed was to be taught God's word in that situation. And what I needed to learn was how to control my emotions and to be in the place that, you know, I still felt all my emotions, but they didn't control me. I was in charge of them. And that's a really great thing to learn. And I'm really thankful I learned that because if you fast forward a couple of years when I was a teenager, you start to get all these hormones rushing through and all of a sudden you just have all these emotions again. And there's a lot more people in your life. And for me, there was some people that came into my life and they hurt me. And that kind of happens to everybody. The more people you come into your life, the more grown up situations you're in, the more opportunity you have to be hurt. And I can remember being a teenager and dealing with the situations and when I would start to get upset, I can remember that feeling of my heart pounding and my stomach hurting and I just hated it. It was just anxiety and I didn't want to live that way. But sometimes it's a feeling that we all feel. And I remembered the word that I was taught when I was younger. I remembered that I could, with God, be in control of all these things. And I remembered that with God, I could have peace in any situation. And so again, I started to put those things into practice in my life to really work on controlling my mind, to be in control of my emotions. It was something where I was really weak and I was really working on it. And now I think if you asked someone who really knows me what one of my best strengths in life are, they would say that I'm really mentally strong, that I'm very in control of my emotions. And I'm not saying that in any way to brag. I'm saying it to show you that with God, you can turn your weaknesses into strengths. And it's something that you always work on. It's not like I did the work then, now I never have to do it. It's something I constantly have to keep on top of myself with, but I do. And I keep that in check because I always want to be the one making the decisions for my own life. I want to be the one making the decision of how my life is. And I want to choose to live my life in accordance with God's word and his will and to really just have my life decent and in order. Um, And I'm telling you that just kind of as an example 
of something that for me personally is a weakness. But we all have weaknesses of different kinds in our lives. There are things that we all have just because there's the effects of the adversary in this world that are thrown at us. And we all have things that come up or things that, you know, are big things that the adversary will throw in your way. But we can all deal with those things and we can overcome them with God. So let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 31 and we'll see just kind of how we do deal with those things, how we do overcome them so that we can be our best self. In Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, it says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And what comfort we have in that, that already, whatever's coming at us in life, whatever situation we're dealing with, God says, Be strong and of good courage, and fear not, because we have God with us. We always, when we're born again, we have that God and Christ in us, and we're not alone. Turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 28. God always provides for his people. He always gives them whatever we need. In 1 Chronicles chapter 28, in verse 20, it says, And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of good what? Courage. And do it, fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Again, it's saying the same thing to us. And I'm going to show you in one more place, because I think it's a really important thing. So turn to Joshua chapter 1. And when you see something over and over in the word of God, that's a good indication that it's something you should pay attention to. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. And, you know, there's even more verses in the Bible that talk about these same things. Be strong and of a good courage. So I really wanted to look at that phrase because I thought that was a really cool thing. So I looked up what the word strong is. And the word strong is the word kazak. And this means to fasten upon, to conquer, to be constant, to be mighty, to continue on, and to withstand. And the word courageous or courage comes from the root word amats. And this is a really cool word. It means to be steadfastly minded, to be strong, to prevail, and to have fortitude, which I thought was really cool just to see what it means. So when you put it together, God wants us to conquer, withstand, and to continue on in hard times, and to be steadfastly minded and prevail. And that word prevail means to prove to be more powerful than opposing forces. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Because there is an adversary in this world, so there's always going to be opposing forces. But God says we can be steadfastly minded, we continue on, and that we can prove to be more powerful than the opposing forces. So how can we do that? Because certainly it's not on our own. It's not just like, well, I'm just so powerful that I can do it, right? It's with God. And so let's look at Philippians chapter 4. And we'll just go through this and see how it might not be an easy thing, but how simple it is with God. 
to be strong, to control our minds, to overcome, to have our weaknesses become our strengths. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Right? It's through Christ. Jesus Christ came and he lived a perfect life. And he laid down his life for us and God raised him up again. And when that happened, it enabled us to all have the strength of Jesus Christ in us. It enabled us to never be in a situation we can't handle. We are more than conquerors in every situation now. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6. And I'm going to read it to you guys from, this is called a literal translation according to usage. And this is just sort of the verses expounded upon so you can see how they would be if they were translated literally according to their usage. And we're going to pick it up in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. You guys can read along if you want or you can just listen. Now, therefore, continue being strong in our Lord and in the exerted power of his might. We're strong in the Lord. Put on the whole of God's armor so that you will be able to stand up against the scheming methods of the devil, those opposing forces that we heard about. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but with principalities, with rulers, and with possessors who control this dark world, and with the devil spirits under heaven. So all that opposition we face, all those bad influences of things in the world that try to get into us, that's all from the adversary. Those are those things that he's talking about. Because of this, clothe yourself with all the equipment of God, so that you will be able to withstand the evil one. And having worked out all things, stand. Stand therefore with your whole self girdled with the truth of the word of God and with the strong and pure heart of your renewed mind clothed in his righteousness. And I loved that, your pure heart in the renewed mind. And that renewed mind is such a huge key for overcoming any obstacle in your life. The renewed mind is something that we all can work on every day. We never have this perfectly renewed mind, right? It's We constantly have to go back. And I wanted to look into that a little bit more because I think that's really the key to success here is to control our minds, that we are in charge. That's how you can be in charge, excuse me, in charge of your emotions and all of those things. This is a book called Renewing the Mind and it's written by Bishop Casey Pillai. And he really is great at explaining how the Bible is an Eastern book and how it really has to be understood in light of the cultures and traditions and figures of speech that you see in the Bible. So I wrote down a couple excerpts here that I wanted to share with you from a chapter in the book called Changing Our Minds. And this is Bishop Pillai talking. I was taught as a boy by my grandfather who brought me up in religion. He would say, you take care of your thoughts and your thoughts will take care of you follow it. That means you will be the positive in your thinking and you will reap positives in your life. If you are negative, then you will live the negative thoughts. The renewing of the mind simply is this, changing your thoughts. When you renew your driver's license, you get a new one to replace the old one. Renewing of your mind is simpler, change your thinking. The difference for the Christian people is that we train our will to do we train our will to control our thinking, and our will is subordinated to the will of God. The will of God, which is the word of God, will direct our thoughts by our free will. 
a thought tells you to go jump in the lake. You say, that is not a correct thought, is it? You know that. As soon as the thought comes in, you should eliminate it before it lodges in your mind. And, you know, I was thinking how important that is. We can't always stop the negative thoughts from coming in. We can't stop these things that might pop up in our heads, especially if we're older and we've had a long time of living life with these negative thoughts coming in. But you can decide what lodges itself in your mind. So he says, you should just not accept it. You know it is a negative. You remind yourself that the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That is why believers such as you and I must know at least 20, 30 scriptures by heart, lay down in our hearts. Then when negative thinking comes, we can recognize that it is not from God. That thought is not of God. That is not the will of God. So we should reject that thought. You will exercise authority over your thinking. You decide what you want to think. You tell your mind what to think. Mm -hmm. And that's another great point. I've had people say to me, well, I just can't seem to get my thoughts in line and I just can't seem to do all this. And I always say, you tell your mind what to think. There are so many times I have to go, Grace, stop that. That is not the right thing you're gonna think. You're gonna start thinking this right now. Because we do, we have to grab hold of our mind, and that's a very like good physical picture almost of how you have to do it. He says, you tell your mind what to think. We have to learn how to assume and maintain a constructive mental attitude toward people and situations. When you do so, you will enjoy the peace of God. You will enjoy success in life. You will enjoy victory in life. You will be on top of the mountain all the time. That will happen provided you learn how to think and what to think and what not to think. Dr. Werewolf said, we travel light and therefore we should not be loaded down with resentments, anger, spite, and ill will in our heart. That will make us heavy. And that's a really big, I think, trick for a lot of people to carry around those resentments, to carry around those hurts or those things where You know, other people have really done us wrong, and that's a really hard one to let go of, but that makes you heavy. And it really doesn't make that other person or that situation any heavier. They might not even think about it. I remember being younger and my mom saying to me, you have to learn how to forgive people who aren't sorry. And that's because we know that God has forgiven all of us of so much, right? That's what enables us to do that. And we let go of all that heaviness, and then we can be lighter. Here is a verse you have to know the oriental background to understand. So turn to Matthew chapter 12. And this is kind of a cool one because it's a verse that I didn't really understand before. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. This is Bishop Pillai talking. It is not literally the tree here. Rather, it is the thoughts. The tree is a figure of speech. Otherwise, Jesus does not have to tell us that if you plant a coconut seed, you're going to get a coconut tree. We know that. So why should he say, make the tree good and its fruit good? Because it's a figure of speech about our thoughts, our thinking. Hmm. Either make the tree good means that you must make your thoughts good positive, constructive, lovely, beautiful. You make them good, and then that's when you get that fruit in your life. 
Many thoughts might be coming across your mind right now, and you know that they are not good. Some of them are not good and not according to the will of God. You can know at once that a thought is not in accordance with the will of God. I know it at once. So do you. Then what do you do? Eliminate it. Don't allow it. Do not accept it. Get rid of it. Replace it with a good, constructive thought. Isn't that simple? So we see that the renewing of the mind involved changing your thinking from destructive to constructive thoughts or from negatives to positives based on the word of God. You direct your thinking by your will. You must make up your mind to decide to think the right way. Tell yourself, I don't want to think that way. This is the way because it's the right way, because it's God's way. I will think this way only whether people like it or not. That way is a positive thinking and you will reap positive results. And I just thought that was so fantastic because we want those positive results in our life. I don't know anyone who wants to have a horrible life or a hard life or says, that all sounds fine for you, but I like being miserable and I like being upset all the time. I don't know anybody who wants that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people don't know how to go about getting the life that they want. Whatever your problem is, whatever is opposing you, that we can deal with that. We can be stronger than that force because we have God in Christ in us. Turn to Isaiah chapter 26. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. We want peace in our lives, and we get that peace by doing something, by keeping our thoughts fixed on God and God's word. We bring all of our thoughts back to God's word. It says to bring every thought captive to Jesus Christ. So we take a thought and we hold it with the word of God. And in this book, Renewing the Mind, one of the things he said was that we should have 20 or 30 scriptures that we've memorized. Because if you don't know the word of God, it's hard to know if your thoughts are lining up with it. So we read the word of God to know it, and then we memorize the word of God to keep it into our hearts. And that keeps us grounded. That keeps us, you know, on the right path. And we have, we want peace, and we can handle all these things. We are in control of our thoughts and they're not in control of us. So we don't have to have our hearts pounding. We don't have to have our stomachs aching all the time or be upset. We don't have to have all of these things that the world gives. That's what the world gives you, but that's not what God gives you. God gives you peace. God gives you joy. God gives you love. All of the things that you want in your life, that's what God wants for you. And it's not an empty peace. It's not something like the world gives you that it seems good and shiny for about five minutes and then it really just starts to crumble. That's not how God works. God's peace is a true peace. It's, it's a deep and everlasting peace. Um, and I just wanted to say in case it sounds like, you know, I've become some sort of robot or something in life, that it's not that I don't have feelings now. I really do. I am still very tenderhearted because God says that we should be tenderhearted and not hardhearted. And it's really important to know that emotions are okay. There's something that God gave all of us, right? He gave us these feelings, and God says there's a time that's right for all of these feelings. The point I was making is that we don't want to be swallowed up by them because that's not okay. 
we are in charge of them and so we have a seven-year-old daughter and something my husband always says to her to help her with the same thing is that you know it's like you're driving a truck right and he says who's driving the truck and it's you you're driving the truck you are the one who's in control of the vehicle right and you know we just don't allow them to control us you know i definitely am still sensitive my my husband he laughs at me because we've been watching these superhero movies and sometimes they get very intense and people are killed and all these things happen and he knows that we cannot watch the movie if we don't have time to watch a half hour of a happy show after <laughs> or if we don't have time for that i will lay in bed for an hour and i have to replay the movie and change it so that everything is happy in my mind because i am a very sensitive person but i control that mm -hmm. and i know what to do and i do those things because I just want to be my best for God. I don't want anything to hold me back. And whatever it is for you, whatever the situation is, don't allow those things that are opposing you to hold you back because we are to be continuing on and prevailing against any opposing force. So look at Psalm chapter 73. You know, change is not an easy thing. It's not easy sometimes to eliminate the bad habits or hard things in your life, but it is something that you can do. God would not say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me if it's not possible. So we just keep working and it's simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy and that's okay. We can do hard things. So in Psalm 73 verse 26, it says, my flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. How can we be strong? How can we turn our weaknesses into strengths? How can we overcome? It's God. It's always and only God. God is the strength of our hearts and our portion forever. And we can be strong-minded and steadfastly minded with God. That's, that's what enables us to overcome. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Mm. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And when you're learning verses and you want to hold the word of God in your head, that is one that we have always taught our children first because mm -hmm. it's a really important one. That fear that you sometimes feel coming upon you, that's not of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. We have these strong minds and we can handle situations with God. And I'll just read it to you. In Proverbs 24.10, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Mm -hmm. There is going to be times where the adversary throws things at you. There are going to be situations that are tempting. And sometimes he pressures you. And sometimes he pleasures you. He tries to offer you something that looks shiny, right? And we have to know God's word. We have to know God's will in our lives to not fall for those things because we want to be strong in the Lord. And if we faint, then our strength is small. So we want to build ourselves up spiritually so that we're really big and strong, so that any weak points in our life become our strong points. Turn to Isaiah chapter 40. 
I'm so thankful always that I was taught God's word and that I know God's word now because it just really gives you the strength to carry on and it helps you to have these wonderful and joyful lives. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not what? Faint. Faint. They shall walk and not faint. So you put your trust in God, and he will renew your strength. God takes care of you. He's your heavenly father. He's your daddy, and he loves you. And there's nothing he wouldn't do for you. So he will take care of you, and we will run and not be weary. We can walk and not faint. Turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. His strength, God's strength. Seek his face continually. And that's just it. That's what we have to do. We have to seek the Lord. We have to go to God. We have to share with him the things on our hearts that are heavy. We have to trust God to take care of us. And we have that strength and we have that peace. Um, turn to John chapter 16 and we'll close there. In John 16, verse 33, it says, These things have I spoken unto you, that ye might have peace, that in the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And what comfort we have with God. Yeah, there's going to be those opposing forces that try to come at us, but be of good cheer. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, and we have overcome each and every situation that's already going to come at us. We are already more than conquerors in that situation. And we can just have that peace. We can rest in that. We can rest in that peace that God has given us. And when life gets hard, you just kind of climb back into God's lap and you can handle it. You can be strong. With God, all things are possible. And it is possible to every day work to be more and more Christ-like. That that's something that we can really aim to do we can work at and we can grow we want to be strong-minded we want to overcome any shortcomings that we may have in life and as we walk with god we renew our minds we change our thoughts we replace those negative or destructive thoughts with positives and we don't let them lodge in our minds so that we can think according to god's word and then we can have the wonderful and peaceful lives that we so desire god bless you guys down the word is on my mind